Welcome to episode 30 of the Listening Brain Podcast. Welcome to the Listening Brain. I'm your host, Todd Houston. In this podcast, we explore childhood hearing loss through the lives of the parents and families who are on this journey and the professionals who serve them. Hi, it's Todd here at the 3C Digital Media Network. I'm here to let you know about some exciting changes coming to 3C, and I hope that you'll want to be part of it. We're moving our website onto the Learn Worlds platform. We should have this completed very soon. And when we are finally on the Learn Worlds platform, we'll be offering even more webinars and courses as well as being able to provide more functionality in general to, to all of our subscribers and, and people who visit our website. But we want to do all that, but we need you. We need you to help us out. We want to greatly increase the number of webinars and courses that we're offering. So if you have a webinar idea or a course that you'd like to offer, please send me an email at Todd at 3cdigitalmedianetwork.com, and I will be in touch. Now, back to the interview. Today I have the pleasure of interviewing Shelly Motes. Shelly is a board-certified pediatric audiologist in Louisville, Kentucky. She founded Little Ears Hearing Center in 2010, which merged with the home of the Innocents Open Arms Children's Health in 2017. Little Ears will become part of the Norton Children's ENT and Audiology effective October 1st of 2021. So it just happened. To Dr. Motes, the most enjoyable part of her job is using science and technology alongside providing family support to help children grow into their best selves. It's extremely rewarding to develop these long-term relationships, she says. Dr. Motes has more than 25 years of experience providing comprehensive, family-centered pediatric audiology services. She provides diagnosis and treatment for childhood hearing loss, including hearing aids and cochlear implants. She's active on numerous committees to promote quality pediatric audiology services at both the state and national levels. Outside of work, Dr. Motes enjoyed spending time with her family, attending her children's sporting events, being outside, and reading. It is my pleasure to welcome to the podcast, Dr. Shelley Motes. Shelley, welcome to the podcast. Would you mind introducing yourself and telling us more about your background? Sure. Um, my name is Shelly Motes. Um, I live in Louisville, Kentucky currently and practice audiology here in Louisville. Um, I have for about the last 15 years. Um, I've been an audiologist since 1996, which sounds like a really long time. Um, I did my undergrad at the University of Iowa, uh, still bleed black and gold, of course. Um, did my master's at Purdue. Um, and then after being in the workforce for about 10 years, went back 
to school and got my AUD online while working full-time and raising my first child. Um, and I now am a pediatric audiologist and love my work and I'm excited to be here. Thanks for having me. So you finished at Purdue and what was that first degree? Oh, my master's degree. Yeah. In In audiology. In audiology. Yeah. And then did the AUD. So that's, that's a double whammy there. Yes. (laughs) It was a long couple of years, but worth it. So what led you to audiology? Was there some uh, some experience with hearing loss in the family or relative or something? You know, interestingly enough, um, when I went to college, I was actually a mass communications major. Mm. Um, I thought that I wanted to be a high school journalism teacher. Um, and in the state of Iowa, in order to get mm-hmm. your edu- your license to be a teacher, you have to take... Um, just kind of communication disorders 101. Um, Mm -hmm. And I, so I signed up for the class and I took it and I thought, gosh, this is really interesting. Um, And then I decided because I had electives, I was like, well, rather than just taking a random elective, I'm going to take this introduction to audiology class. It just kind of sounds interesting. Um, Did that. And then around the same time, um, I was actually working for, um, the parks and rec department in Iowa city, um, as a summer camp counselor. And Mm -hmm. we had a child attend that had hearing loss. And at the time she was using total communication. I knew a little Mm -hmm. sign. They said, Hey, can you kind of be her, her buddy? And I said, sure. And just kind of through getting to know her and her family and all of these other things coming together at the same time, um, ended up changing my major and here we are. Right. You know, it's always interesting to me those those sort of um, spontaneous. Oh, sorry, my dog is on dog, the floor. That's okay. I'll start again. So it's up. always it's always interesting to me those sort of spontaneous or or unplanned situations that come up and and how that will influence someone's life and career. Yeah, I've sure. I've had yeah I've had people say well. You know, I didn't know anything about this area until this one person came in and did a guest lecture. Yep. I mean, this one lecture. Right. It changed their whole, you know, whole direction and what they yes. wanted to do. Mm-hmm. So that one experience kind of cemented that for you, huh? Yeah. Awesome. You you keep in touch with that child or is it you know they long gone? We did we lost touch, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um uh, the, the family actually was from another country. Um, and I suspect that based on kind of the timing of when we lost track that they may have moved back. So, yeah. Yeah. And so you, you were originally thinking of mass communications mm-hmm. journalism. Yeah. That was my first career was journalism. Interesting. See, you, you say starting the field in 1996, I can say, I was in a different field, actually, when we had printed newspapers. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. how old school I was. So, I yeah, we, this was uh, you know, back in South Carolina. Uh, that was my undergraduate, undergraduate degree was in, in journalism. And, mm-hmm. But it was, I had a deaf cousin growing up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I had that kind of influence. But 
what was also interesting at all the different newspapers I worked at, they hired deaf people to run the printing presses. Sure. Yeah. And so I was one of the few people who took the time to communicate with them because because of my cousin, I knew a little sign. And most of them had gone through the state school for the deaf and printing was one of the vocational skills that they taught. And so I just liked interacting with them. And so I ended up sort of finding deafness even within journalism. Yeah. Uh, So it's interesting. Yeah. So talk to me about uh, where you are right now. And because I know you're doing so much work there now in Louisville. Talk to me about the program and how many kids you're seeing and, and how that has evolved over time. So we're actually tomorrow getting ready to go through um, a big transition. So I'll kind of give you a little bit of history and then Mm -hmm. talk a little bit about the transition. Um, So when I moved to Louisville in 2005, um, I originally um, started at the University of Louisville in a clinical faculty position in their AUD program, um, which was a great experience. Um, somewhere along the way, I kind of thought, you know, I'm seeing kids. I really want to focus on seeing kids. I have a very specific vision of what I think that should look like. And so just on a whim, (laughs) um, I decided to um, start a pediatric-only audiology practice that uh, morphed into a nonprofit. Um, and started that in 2010. And then in 2017, we merged with another local nonprofit agency called Home of the Innocents. Um, And as of tomorrow, October 1st, um, some of the outpatient programs at Home of the Innocents are being acquired by um, what's called Norton Children's Medical Group, which is a large um, healthcare system Um, here in Louisville and the surrounding communities that has both a pediatric arm and an adult arm. So, so we're getting ready to go through all of that transition um, starting tomorrow and into next week. Well, that's exciting. So does this this bring (laughs) new resources? Yes. Um, You know, Norton Healthcare is a large um, nonprofit healthcare system. Um, They have great resources. Um, We have a lot of administrative support. Um, There's a real desire there to grow the program, to grow the programs that are coming in. So we're really excited to see what direction this takes us next. And so how do you, how do you get access to your, to your clients? Uh, Are they, how, how does that work locally? You know, we get referrals from uh, pediatricians. We get referrals from ear, nose, and throat physicians, um, from early intervention program, from the early hearing detection and intervention program, both in Kentucky and in Indiana, since we're a border city. Um, We get a lot of word of mouth referrals, Um, you know, just patients and families who are happy with the care that they've received and they happen to meet another family who needs audiology services. And so then they call and they say, we'd like to come in. So if you can get to us, we'll see you. (laughs) And how many cochlear implant teams are in Louisville? You know, cochlear implants have been really interesting in Louisville. So we've always had at least one. And at one time, Mm -hmm. as many as three um, 
surgeons who are doing pediatric cochlear implants, but they were all located in different places with different audiologists. Um, and, you know, then of course, we also have a really great um, set of neighbors to the North at Cincinnati Children's um, who have an active cochlear implant program. Um, it, up until now, we haven't been affiliated with um, a particular ENT group. So we've really enjoyed nice relationships with all the providers. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, unfortunately, even under the Norton system, we are going to be able to continue to have some collaborations with Cincinnati, which is great. Um, but the nice thing about getting more people underneath that umbrella is that I do think we're going to be able to kind of centralize our efforts a little bit um, in terms of um, services for kids with hearing aids and cochlear implants. And one thing that we have that we're bringing to the table um, is we have a speech language pathologist who is working on getting her listening and spoken language certification, which we're super excited about. Um, We also have a clinical fellow. um, So she is getting some training in that LSL focused Mm -hmm. background. Mm -hmm. And then we have an early intervention provider who actually is currently LISL certified. Um, So we're really trying to build up that piece of the program. And I think that's going to fit really nicely under the Norton umbrella. And we're going to be able to expand our reach a little bit. That's great. I've I've tried to send people to you uh, at different points when you've had openings and you've reached out. And uh, I never know if exactly with some of the students, if they follow up or not. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, keep us in mind because we always yeah, have for graduates. Sure. We're going to definitely, we're definitely now kind of on um, a rotating um, clinical fellowship um, that actually is relatively new to us. We had our first clinical mm-hmm. fellow um, last year. Um, so this is going to be a recurring thing, which we're very excited about. Mm-hmm. Well, that is very exciting. And so what is, what is sort of the medium and long-term goal is just to continue to grow the therapy side. And I'm sure you may need another audiologist at some point. <laughs> you you need to have certain. a life yourself. <laughs> you know, um, one of the exciting parts of this Norton transition is that we actually um, are going into a group that Norton acquired in April that has two audiologists already. So our, so our audiology team is growing. We're bringing in our SLP and early intervention folks into this nice big group, Mm -hmm. but I have a feeling that our um, capacity is going to be pretty stretched almost from the get-go. So I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how we can add additional staff in the future. Well, you're going to have to train up these audiology, these audiologists that are coming in with, make sure they, they really know what they're doing. (laughs) Yes. Especially with <laughs> yes. Pete. We have a great and, we have a great group here. So we're we're yeah. excited about that. That's awesome. That's awesome. And so uh so continued growth. I mean, it sounds so exciting in terms of everything that's happening mm-hmm. there. And and for you to see this sort of constant evolution from everything that you've done, uh, how does that make you feel? You know, if you ask me today, <laughs> the word, I'm a little dizzy. I'm like, Ooh, this is all sure. happening so fast. And there are so many moving parts, you know, and, you know, change is change can be, feel a little chaotic, but I think mm-hmm. just when I think back to 2010 and where I started and where we are now, just, you know, just over 10 years later, mm-hmm. um, I'm really excited about just the prospect of 
really creating, helping to create a place where we can provide good, high quality, family centered services and kind of under just a model where all of the different providers are talking to each other all the time. Because what we know about that is that that makes better outcomes for our patients and for our families. Oh, exactly. Exactly. And, you know, it's, it is so great to have everyone in the same place. And and I've had that experience and I've had the opposite experience Mm -hmm. of everyone at different facilities, trying to come together, trying to communicate, you know, consistently and Mm -hmm. trying to keep everyone, you know, on the same page with every patient. And it's just incredibly hard to do. Yes. So it, it just sounds like you're not only getting great resources, but everyone being together and and being able to really, really ramp up. Yeah. And we've managed that way, honestly, like you described for Mm -hmm. kind of a long time, you know, and then a couple of years ago, we brought the speech piece in and, Mm -hmm. you know, now we're, you know, kind of taking that, that integration of services one step further. So I'm excited to see where it takes us. So if you, if, if there's someone out there who would listen to this podcast and, who's sort of you 10 years ago, <laughs> who's trying to get something off the ground. Mm-hmm. Uh, what advice would you tell them? How would you help them maybe go faster, but with some of your experiences? Um, I think the biggest challenge for me, you know, and the part that ultimately led me to find a community partner um was just sort of the billing and reimbursement stuff is mm-hmm. is hard. It's time consuming. The rules are always changing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and when you're a small agency, you don't have the benefit of somebody who is negotiating your insurance contracts and, you know, really doing a good job of keeping up on your reimbursements and things like that. Um, okay. So the advice that I would give is, um, you know, just know figure out a way to kind of have that stuff handled by people who do that all day long. Um, You know, sometimes I think it was hard to always balance the clinical needs, you know, which is really kind of where my heart is with all of the the business stuff. And so for me personally, you know, finding a community partner who could provide that support and resources um, was huge. Mm -hmm. So have a community partner or a very wealthy donor. <laughs> or a very wealthy donor. Yes. There are very many of those. We try. Yeah. We right, tried. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, but it's just, it's just so important to have good people in all parts of your, in all parts of your work. Um, mm-hmm. Because, you know, we want to continue to provide the care, right. And we want to mm-hmm. do the best job that we can, but you know, there, there are costs associated with doing that. So we want to make sure that we're, we also want to make sure that on the flip side, that we're not sacrificing quality for cost. So that's, that's a balancing act, which is why for me, you know, kind of reaching out to the community um, to find good resources was so, was so important. Um, Of course, for my patients and their families, but also just for my sanity. (laughs) Sure, sure. Yeah. Uh, there's a there's a lot to be said about mental health these days, right? Yes. And, 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 um, 
making sure everyone is staying healthy in, in all those areas, not only yes. physically, but mentally. Yes. So, yes, I, I certainly understand. And well, my, I, I just admire everything that you're doing there and and just sort of taking this idea that you had 10 years ago and now to see where you've um, where you're going and, and tomorrow's big day of starting this new relationship. It's it's extremely exciting. Yeah. And it's, you know, the, the, the patients, the children will greatly benefit for all the work that you've done. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we're, we're excited. We're looking forward to, we're looking forward to um, the calm that will come after the first few months <laughs> of just getting settled. And then we can kind of get back to the business of making big plans. Right. And so if, if there's uh, someone who would like to reach out to you or learn more about uh, what's going on there, how can they reach you? Um, you know, I am on LinkedIn. Uh, you're welcome to track me down on LinkedIn. Um, mm -hmm. I can provide um, a personal email address if that's something that you normally do. It's up to you. I can do that. Um, you know, the, the millions of listeners that we have, you know, you may be inundated. I'm going to get a million emails a day. Right. Oh, no. Right. no. Um, but my email is Shelly, which is S-H-E-L-L-E-Y dot moats, M-O-A-T-S at gmail.com. And I'm always happy to get an email, answer a question. Perfect. Like that. Yeah. Well, thank you for joining. Thank you for having me. It was nice to see you. It was great talking with Shelly. I do appreciate her time right now. I know there's a lot going on with the mergers uh, so I really, really appreciate her being with us and sharing so many great insights in terms of working with young children with hearing loss and their families. And with that, I thank you for joining us as well and being here listening to the podcast. If you don't mind, leave us a five-star review. That always helps us to attract new listeners. And until next time, be safe. And be kind. This has been a production of the 3C Digital Media Network.